The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, a portrait of friendship and faith across 500 miles. Thank you for joining us. I'm James Robinson, Betty and I are thrilled to have this time with you. I am so excited about our guests. I'm excited about all of our guests. This is one of the most unbelievable stories I've ever seen. Can, can you imagine, with a 500 mile journey, let me see what they call this, this journey. Camino de Santiago, a 500 mile journey. I know it's beautiful, but gosh, you'd have to be like going through hell, especially the way that this situation here. I, I just gotta tell you, Betty, and you, you weren't with me when I first saw this, but I saw the love of God that I want, and I, I told our audience here, and I'm just telling you, if we will ever turn the love of our great God loose on this old planet, and on the people in this world that are so desperate for that real love, I think I don't think you can imagine what would happen. Well, here's, here's the book title. I'll Push You. A 500-mile journey, somebody that can't maneuver on their own. I want you to welcome, if you would, Patrick Gray and Justin Skisak. I think I got it right. If not, he's gonna, he's gonna would you welcome him like today? Yeah, I did my best. Did I do okay? Perfect. You got it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Now, now, now look, plus. I, 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 saw, I saw you two guys. You were in the nursery together. I think you were born pretty close to the same time. And you knew each other's kids and then in school. And he gets, in his teenage years, a disease. Mm -hmm. Now, he can say the name of it. And, uh, and go ahead and, and, and tell us the, the name of it, okay, Justin. It's called multifocal acquired motor axonopathy. Wow. It's almost, almost identical to ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And a little bit like Lou Gehrig's, yeah. but it moves randomly. Yes. You could, it yeah. could hit one part of the body, then another part of the yeah. body. So it started right. with you, what, 16, 17 years old, Just perhaps? Just shy of 16, well, 16 years old, and then uh, it started progressing from there. So started my left foot, went up my left foot, right leg, and then When did it there. get serious enough that it was obvious you, were, you really hadn't been for a challenge? Uh, you know, believe it or not, I actually managed pretty well throughout my 20s. Uh, got married, had kids, started having children, had a career as a graphic designer, uh, was able to manage. Um, slowly but surely, disease was working through my body. Uh, but in the spring, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the winter of 2010, um, it jumped to my right shoulder. And within about 40 days, I lost 60 to 70% of my upper body. Mm. And uh, I tell you what, it's very, very um, humbling to uh, have people feed you and help you get your clothes on and help go to the bathroom. And um, it's, it, it became very, very um, 
eye-opening, I think, at that point in my life. Now, you were a Christian during this journey. Yeah, uh, Patrick and I both raised in a Christian church. Christian homes had um, amazing parents who just loved us and supported us. And um, yeah, we had as a, as a cornerstone and a foundation for who we are as individuals and in our friendship as well. How tough was it for you to deal with the why me, why this? It's, uh, you know, I never really got there. I never, never really went to this why me. Um, you question, no doubt. You question, God, what is this path you're putting me on? And um, it's not what, why me as in woe is me. It's, okay, why, what, what do you want to do with this? And how do you want to work in this? And that's how I kind of looked at it. And, um, and I tell you what, when you, when you approach it from that angle, amazing things can happen. It's this is a very rare disease, right? Very, very rare, yes. Very few people. Yeah. It's about, it's about a handful of people in the United States that have Anything it. particular happened to, to make it start manifesting in your body? Yeah, when I was just shy of 16, I was in a car accident. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but several years later, um, I found out that that car accident triggered the disease that was in my body. So, Okay, uh, Patrick, what, what did you observe and what was going on inside you when you saw this lifetime friend? Mm-hmm. And y'all were close, right? I mean, oh, yeah. there, there was a pretty meaningful relationship just as buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when does it begin to grip you that you've got some serious issues going on with your friend? You know, like Justin was saying, the, uh, the disease was pretty easy for him to manage throughout his 20s. Uh, he gets married, I get married, we start, start our families in our late 20s. And there was no real like worry or a kind of weight that I witnessed or I felt like he was dealing with as long as he was in that manual wheelchair. So he went from, you know, from um, braces to a cane to a walker to a manual wheelchair, but it stayed at his waist and below for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, geez, um, in 2010, when he lost his hands, uh, he's, he's a graphic designer. And so that was, I mean, his lifeblood is gone, right? So as he kind of faces this darkness of, okay, what does this look like? And he, he dealt with it so well, but it was, it was a hard time for him. I kind of went down my own kind of dark path for, for two years of a lot of anger. And, and just, I was just so angry at God. Like how, like, how dare you, right? You know, how dare you take away his hands? How dare you take away his feet? And I prayed for miracles. I prayed for something different. Um, it didn't come, and the anger grew. But in 2012, Justin and his wife and the kids were up visiting my wife and family. I mean, after church service, a gentleman took Justin aside and was asking him the question. Um, and I, I was I was eavesdropping because that's what friends do. Um, <laughs> but he asked him if if you could have your hands and feet back, would you choose it? And he said no. Hmm. Like, Wait a minute. But it was in that wow. moment where, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized that the, uh, the battle that I was fighting, the prayer I was praying for, was different than the battle he was fighting. And I had this privilege, this gift, to step in and be his hands and feet. And more often than not, God's provision for the world around us is our hands and feet. And that's beautiful. It's a beautiful gift to be a part of. When you found out he wanted to do this <laughs> race, walk, whatever, this 500 mile journey through yeah. the most impassable terrain, and why in the world did you want to do that? When you're in a wheelchair, <laughs> yes, and you were already very challenged, 
Yeah. Why did you want to do that? You know, I learned about the the pilgrimage um, through a, a, a public access TV show. I, was, I just happened to watch on a random Saturday morning, and I knew instantly when I saw that. Um, and and I, we were talking just a little bit ago about you have those moments. You know, sometimes people have these moments in their lives where you very clearly know um, in your mind, in your heart, and in your soul, this is something you need to do, and you don't know why and you don't have a, a true explanation for it. Um, and it's something that's absolutely crazy and, and way outside the norm of what other people expect you, know, you to be. And, um, and I just knew, I just knew in my heart is something that you I were supposed to. to go on this impossible 500 mile yeah journey. which is it scared the living daylights out of me i can tell you that right but now. you felt in your yard okay now how do you get involved because i mean you look like you're a pretty bright fella <laughs> <laughs> one might think but. no uh it was about two weeks after he uh you know came across this journey on you know through spain my wife and i were now down with our kids visiting in san diego and he took me aside and we went into his living room. He said, hey, I want to show you something. He'd recorded the episode. Yeah. And so I sit down on the seat next to him and he plays it for me. And then he asked me, so what do you think? You want to go across 500 miles of northern Spain with me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll push you. Let's do this. Why not? I'll push you. I'll push you. It was yeah. a whole lot bigger pushing than you thought. Oh, oh yes. Boy. <laughs> Completely naive. Yes. <laughs> All right. So how long did it take? 35 days. 35 days. And you had some other helpers, too. Oh, yeah. Some of it you had, too. Why did they sign on? And the ones that signed on with you, did they stay with you so that when you needed them, or did you have different ones join at different times? You know, we had, we had two individuals come from the States. Uh, a friend of ours, Ted Hardy, came on the front end to get us over the Pyrenees. And then another friend of ours and his son, Michael Turner and Matthew Turner, they came over for the last part. But we had a 20, gosh, was it 20, 24 days? Yeah, somewhere where around. Where it was, yeah. we had no game plan. It's just, <laughs> here we go. Other pilgrims that were taking this journey just stepped in for a so minute. So people that were doing the same yeah. walk, yeah. they were just complete the, the trek, they would complete say strangers. they knew yeah. you needed help, and they just came in and said, we're going to help. Yeah. God, yeah. it touches my heart because, hmm, I just think that's what we need to say as Americans. And uh, Asians, or whoever you are, and uh, Europeans, and Africans, and people in South America, Central America, God help us. Because we can help each other. I mean, you actually got a glimpse of, to me, you got a glimpse of the glory of God. Absolutely. And when oh, this guy steps yeah. up, I and mean, were you moved that Patrick, or, or did you just decide to get on this trip because you just knew old Patrick could be there? <laughs> no, I knew, I mean, when I had this, uh, this epiphany of going on this, um, this pilgrimage, Patrick was the first, um, you know, being born just over 36 hours apart and knowing each other for, you know, at that time, uh, 30, you know, 39, 40 years. Um, and um, I just knew, I just knew instinctively. I said, all right, you know, and he was just the first one to jump in and say, let's do it. And through himself, um, that's one of the most beautiful things about Patrick is that he just jumps in jumps in wholeheartedly, loved me, supported me, and said, let's do it. And I saw it all over the clips that I saw. And even while we're talking, we're cutting in. People are seeing some of the things you went through. Did you ever want to quit part, no. of, the, part of the journey? Or? No. Not the journey. We had one day that we wanted to quit. The yes. day. <laughs> quit the day. <laughs> it was a rough yes. day. It's a very rough day. Not the journey, no. It was, 
Yeah, it was just a, it was such a beautiful experience to see humanity at its best, day in and day out, loving one another, just the, to love each other. The book is a great story. Here it is. And uh, I'll just tell you, we're trying to give water to people who are dying of contaminated uh, bacteria infested water. And uh, you help us give some people water and you want this book along with other things we've prepared for you, we'd be glad to send it. I'd suggest you go online and get it. But you really, you really have a, you have a documentary coming out. We do. Yeah. Uh, somewhere later in the year. And yeah. uh, what's it titled? Same I'll title. You. I'll push, I'll push you. you. Yeah. And, and this, this push is, is more of a, gosh, it's not just pull, it's pull, it's lift. I mean, I just see love lifting him. It is one of the most powerful things I've ever seen because I've seen the glimpses of it. I have an idea this documentary can transform lives like few things have ever hit people. So you now have ministry to it. You have a website. If people said, would you all come and speak in our church or our community? Right. Where would they go? What website? Simple, allpushyou.com. So we're going to stay with that. Yeah, stay with that. It's not right. broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what do you want people to hear Right here tonight, and right here on this Life Today program, what do you want people to hear, and what's your hope and prayer for the effect of this journey, uh, where you're talking about it? What, what do you just pray really gets down inside the hearts of people? You know, the, 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 there's a lot of takeaways that we've, I guess, been blessed to experience through this story, but I think probably the, the most fundamental one is that you, our, our life isn't defined by our limitations is defined by what we do in spite of those limitations, right? And our ability to overcome whatever life throws at us, whether it's a physical ailment or it's you know, mental, emotional inadequacies, whatever it is, our ability to overcome those rests within the relationships we possess. And Jesus calls us into these relationships that are grounded in love and compassion, loving each other in spite of who we are, loving each other no matter what darkness we deal with and what light we have been a part of, a whole package. And when we love people that way, there's no obstacles they're facing that are too hard to overcome. And that's, what the, that's, that's the whole point of the story is that, is that regardless of what you face, if you step in into relationship, you invite people into your story, you can do so much more than you can on your own. And that's the church is meant to be. And you've left everything yeah. to do this. And you know that. Do you ever feel like you're a burden to people? Um, I used to in some ways. Um, even in our, in our pilgrimage, I had moments of feeling like I was a burden because I'm seeing my best friend and Ted, who came along with us, getting over the first of three mountain ranges we had to go over, um, suffering on my behalf. Um, not just suffering, but immense suffering. And I knew that I was the cause of that um, because it was something that I brought up and that was, that's why we were there. Um, but in the conversations and in the, throughout this pilgrimage, um, I have learned some pretty valuable lessons. And it's one, one in particular that I had been learning for a very long time in my life as the disease has progressed through my body and uh, has basically stripped away my independence, um, was when you deny someone the opportunity to help you, you actually deny them the joy in life. And um, it takes away the burden and um, it allows people into your journey to love you and support you where you are weak and where you can use help. And Patrick does that so beautifully in our relationship with one another. My wife does that, um, other friends help us. And um, 
And I tell you what, it, um, it's, it's a natural feeling to become, to feel like you're a burden. Um, but I can tell you that when you decide to let it go and let God take over, have faith in God, have faith in humanity, um, truly beautiful things can happen. <laughs> Do you all see the glory of the Lord on Justin? Do you see this countless? Here's a man that cannot move independently at all. And the joy of the Lord. And then, and then, and then, and then with you, Patrick, there, there's just the love of God flowing through you. This wasn't some, this wasn't some human thing. This was, no. this was supernatural. It's divine. And now you want to pour this out. You, you're really wanting the, the Christian community, the, the family of God, mm -hmm. to love one another like that and believing that we could actually love one another on this earth without compromising a single truth, we could be so filled with the truth mm -hmm. that we could have this kind of love. Don't you believe that what's been going on right here is the love that God talks about and the love Jesus showed us? Uh, the, the documentary by the I'll Push You will be coming out later this year. You don't want to miss it. And I'm telling you, you take every, I, I mean, you go on YouTube and watch. You go, you know, just watch this exchange of love. And, and I'm saying to you, you guys, because the moment I walked in the room with you all tonight, it was just a gratitude to God for his glory and his grace being on you. And I see it on, I see it on Betty. I mean, I see, I pray something, God, could I have some of that on me? I, I, want, I want that, I want his glory and his grace and his love to be all over me. And I want it all over the church. And that's what I'm praying for. Would you just say thanks to God and thanks to these men and, and for the way they stand and, and really to, to Patrick for loving Justin like he did and making this impossible journey. Now I want to ask you to do something. See, we've just been talking about the joy of, of really caring about somebody else. Now, you know Betty and I, I mean, you know, we spent, I spent 25 years traveling all over this nation preaching away from my family to try to reach all the families. And then all of a sudden God tells me, no, you're not going to just be this national spokesman that everybody says you're going to be. Uh, you know, Billy Graham even said it all. Okay, I understand that. But he said, you're going to be a servant. And the joy that I get, listen to me. And then, then Betty and I go to the mission fields. And Betty said when she got saved, the little girl said, Jesus, please don't call me to the mission field. And here we go overseas. There we spent these many years and continue. Now look, we find great joy in doing the will of God. But all the things that you've seen that you say, that is amazing, would not happen without God's amazing grace flowing through you. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to watch real close. And I want you to say, God, what can I do to express your heart and be a big part of your will in those situations, in that situation, in those people's lives? Because you can't, and you ought to get very excited about it. Watch. The countries change. The landscape changes, and the faces may change. But one thing that does not change is the hopelessness that people feel when they have no other choice but to give their families water to drink from unsafe sources. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
This expression of despair is too common among the precious people our mission teams visit. People who have never known what it is like to take a drink of fresh, clean water. Generation after generations have suffered from unsafe drinking water. In villages just like Mariko's, hopelessness pervades the very fabric of her village. But because of love, our mission teams are able to offer hope through prayer and a promise that we will try and do all we can to provide them with fresh water. But the only way we can do that is for those who hear their plight, determined to offer them not only hope, but fresh water by helping drill a water well. Gosh, it'd be amazing if one day we were walking together and I was carrying clean, clean water for you in a bucket. That would be my hope and my prayer. One day, there is hope. I promise you there's hope. Boy, I just want to speak to you a moment, Tammy, watching you walk with that contaminated water, knowing that you lost the love of your life. You lost your husband in water. He drowned and he was a swimmer. And Tammy, we love you. Thank you for going all over the world. And all of those people, Betty, that need that water, and it's not like we have to sit around here and think or call some council together to try to figure out, well, what are we going to do to, you know, deal with that issue? All we have to do is drill a well. Amen. And that's it. We drill the well. And the average cost still remains 4800 You know, James, I, as I was watching that, of course, I'm, I'm drawn toward the mothers and the heartache that I see on their faces, the tears that I see them shed because they know what's happening. They've possibly already lost a child that they love so much, but they've got others that they know the same destination is he they're headed for if they don't get some help. And it breaks my heart. It should break our heart. And there's something we can do about it. We can get them fresh, clean water. That's all they ask for. Yeah, it's <laughs> not wishful thinking. It's not just a mere prayer. It's a prayer that we can be the answer to. So we're now coming to the end of this emphasis to get 400 water wells drilled. And then we found areas where you can't get a drilling rig in and it's kind of like a miracle. Uh, we can give a filter system uh, to families where they can have clean water. It's like dialysis. It's, it's just a little miracle that is a, a big miracle to a lot of people. And we can give three families those filter systems for $100. But the water wells average, you got to understand, we might drill one somewhere, the cost is, is 3000 Another place it could be 6000 But the average of those 400 areas over the years has stayed at about $4,800. So if you could drill a well, I'm just asking you to do it. Uh, you just call or go online and say, here it is on my bank card, I'm, I'm giving a well, or I'm sending the check in. And you, you may be, as some, you can give more than one well. And if you can, I believe you will. But, but please remember this. At whatever level you can participate, you just pray for God to bring the others in. Most of the gifts come from people giving $48, which gives 10 people water the rest of their life. That's how it breaks down. $144 will give 30 people water. Many of our friends say, James, someday I'm going to be able to give a whole well. But right now I can give half a well. I'll give 2400 and pray someone joins me or 1200 pray three join. I don't know what level you can come in. But you can be the miracle that their heart longs for. And this is not wishful thinking. It's not a mere prayer. 
this works. So we know exactly what needs to happen. So you become the answer to the prayer. Would you please, right now, go online, take your bank card, make the gift God put on your heart, or call the number and use your bank card. If you write a check, make it to life. But please call and tell us what's coming because we have to know and be able to say to the missionaries, yes, we'll be able to drill the well in your area. We have found the areas. We know the water's there. Sometimes they find it with a borehole that becomes filthy and contaminated in a very short period of time. But we know the water's there. So we get to the water, encase it, protect it, and give them a manual pump that even a child can turn to get that fresh life-giving water. We have some gifts to send you to say thank you, but you're giving the great gift. You're giving the gift of life, and we're telling them about the water of life. They see it demonstrated too, his love. Thank you so much. Please move right now and make the gift God put on your heart. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or perhaps die of thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. A gift of $48 will provide disease-free water for 10 people, $72 will provide for 15 people, and $144 will help provide clean water straight from the ground for 30 people. Please also consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our drilling rigs are unable to reach. As our thank you, we'll send you the books Words of Jesus and Words of Healing. One contains only the words of Jesus and the other scriptures for healing in your body, mind, and soul. With your $100 gift, you can receive both hardbound and softbound editions of these scripture promise books. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful hand-sculpted Determined Eagle Bronze. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, like I said a few minutes ago, we are coming to the end of this emphasis for these 400 wells. I hope you'll give a well or $1,200, get the Determined Eagle. It is a beautiful bronze. We're sending the words of Jesus, the words of healing, and uh, just to say thank you and help you grow. But uh, uh, if you'd like to have this book, this incredible story, well, you just feel free to ask for it. Encourage your friends to go online or go to the bookstore and get it. Great story of love. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks again to Patrick thank you and to Justin. Thank you all very, very much. God bless you on your journey. And remember the documentary, I'll Push You, later this year. Don't miss it and share it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing love.
I cannot believe I'm sitting here. My life is awesome. <laughs> Tomorrow, Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.